Thanks for coming back to the Mystery Stone Podcast. I am your co-host, CJ, here with the wonderful... Metaphysical Mike. What's up, everybody? <laughs> back in the seat. <laughs> back to the pre-title. That's right. Metaphysical Mike is here. Awesome. He's back in action. Awesome. We definitely had a... We had a really nice review on Apple Podcasts that referred to me as MC Chris. Uh, and... Or MC CJ, sorry. MC Chris is a rapper. And... Uh, you were Magic Mike, and I was like, ooh, sexy man. Yeah, once upon a time, I used to have, like, as as the old listeners had, like, I used to, like, create some type of name based off the title every single time. If I do have a name anymore, I'm probably just going to have Metaphysical Mike, just because it's the conceptual framework under which everything I speak comes from. So <laughs> it could be Magic Mike, it could be this Mike, it could be that Mike, Mystical, but I think Metaphysical might actually fit the slot for a good intro in terms of an <laughs> archetypal name, so we'll run with it for now. I like it. It's got a ring. Yeah, it's got a little tone to it. Right. A little vibration. And a little M and M on there. Oh yeah, man. We're gonna talk about rappers. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, just uh, before we really kind of like get into this, I'd like to thank everybody who tunes in and listens to us every week. Uh, we definitely enjoy that. We appreciate your interactions and everybody who leaves uh, reviews and ratings for us. That always helps. And if you haven't left a rating or review, please head over to either podchaser.com or to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Let them know how much you like us because, honestly, that's the only way we really show up on anybody else's news feed outside of Spotify. Um, predominantly, our, all of our listeners are Spotify for the most part. Like, well over 90% of our listeners are Spotify. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, I, I kind of speculated maybe that's because some of the, like, some big heads moved over to Spotify recently, like Joe Rogan or something. Or maybe it's just, maybe it's just the hub of most podcasts. Somehow they find us there. I, I'm, I'm surprised by it, too. You would think they would kind of find us through some alternate means or something like that. But, we, we but yeah, picked I appreciate up, it, too. Yeah, yeah thank we you, have thank picked you up some more listeners on, like, Apple and stuff. But it's, like, 2% of our listener base, which we didn't have before. So, interesting. yeah, we'd definitely like to expand into those platforms. Like to start seeing some of you all listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon. We can find us everywhere on all of those platforms. Uh, so, if you're listening to us on any of those platforms, please rating and review. Uh, we'll be absolutely wonderful. It would really help us out. We'd appreciate it a lot. Yep, and all positive reviews, all those fours and fives, especially those fives, highly welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, but for real though. There's a part of me, so like I do have I do have another podcast that I do, um, and I think it's hilarious when we, we get one-star reviews and like I, I read them out loud on the podcast. I, please don't leave us one-star reviews. Yeah, please unless, don't. I mean, unless you think we actually deserve cool, it. cool, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. Unless we actually deserve it. Like, oh, man, these guys suck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I, read, I read them out loud on that on that show. But they're always kind of funny. Uh, I mean, like I, I think it's funny because, like, you know, you'll get, like, you'll get, like, a one star and they'll be like, it's a bunch of children. And then, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's like we all do have a little inner, inner inner child still thriving and living in there somewhere hopefully no i'm a big so, kid i'm not afraid of that like, yep, yep yep you know whatever but like I, i'm very very serious on this on this show and then like the other show it's like a comedy akin to like uh like you know like we pull inspiration from like trevor wallace michael blaustein the guys from brohio uh joe senegato uh, frankie alvarez you know comedy like that you know, we pull inspiration from there. So it's looser. It's kind of vulgar. You know, it's very, it's a very niche comedy scene. And it's funny when we get bad reviews. <laughs> yeah. I guess it kind of comes with the territory, right? Yeah. 
probably polarizes people as well in terms of delivery and all that because oh, everyone's so opinionated and sensitive nowadays you know you got to watch out for you know, <laughs> all the little uh you know what i mean all yeah the little voices out there yeah yeah it's very very true but yeah no yeah. uh if you guys leave us uh reviews we'll read them out loud on the show and we'll personally thank you yeah and i personally thank you guys too so as you guys know yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's about what we have going on. Uh, what are we talking about today, Mike? Yeah. So, today I wanted to do uh, some type of conversation involving the path of self development, but more specific, I think the title will be something like um, True Spirituality, the Path of Self Actualization. And um, this kind of goes into the interchangeable titles or interchangeable, I- interchangeable ideas of self development and self actualization, which I think are kind of synonymous, of course, but they just kind of seemingly had different connotations and and modes of expression and culture and like where they originate and personally i am of the hive opinion that true spirituality itself is not what you see in culture today it is not the diluted crystals and essential oils and the complete healing and this and that and like the rainbow in the sky butterfly type of viewpoint on spirituality like nor is it nor spirituality to me um, and these are all things that, that are included in spirituality, but I don't necessarily see them as defining what true spirituality is. And then there's also things like religion and like religious paths that people follow. And those aren't really necessarily viewed as spiritual, I guess, for a lot of people, but more religious, acting, acting on their religious belief impulse and all humans to orient themselves in their reality and to deal with the uh, existential dread and, and all that. But for me, like true spirituality is um, something that falls along the lines of actually like facing your own inner world and like actually confronting yourself and all the layers that are enshrouded around that central self due to all, like life's pain, life's traumas, your own like um, really stubborn belief systems, all your arrogances, like your shadow, which we'll get into again, um, like those parts of yourself that are repressed or the deep instinctual aspects of yourself that are aren't really acknowledged or the primal aspects of yourself or just all little things that lie underneath the surface. I think a lot of people kind of live in their persona and from their persona and from their ego and all that stuff, they kind of embellish themselves with a certain path or a spiritual idea or certain symbols and all that. And yeah, I'll make you feel good. I'll make you feel like you're safe in certain areas. But at the end of the day, you know, these people kind of really seek outward a lot of answers um, to the internal issues. And a lot of people really kind of forget and really don't necessarily know how to navigate uh, the inner realms or even attempt to know where to start or even have the courage for a lot of people because um, the path of self-actualization or true spirituality in me entails someone who has the maturity and humbleness to, like I said, confront themselves in the mirror and, and start by really coming to terms with all aspects of themselves that aren't right, that aren't harmonious, that aren't um, conducive to being a good human being or, or culture at large. And um, it's just all about looking inward and starting to face yourself. And we'll, we'll get a lot into that then. But it's just, I don't know, that's, that's just a hang-up I personally have with the term spirituality in modern-day culture. I think they kind of only focus on the glitz and glamour and all that stuff and kind of forget the true, actual work of working on yourself and actually confronting yourself. Yeah, I agree. I see a lot of the stuff, especially like on Facebook, when it comes to like memes uh, and things that come across and the caption photos and a lot of them are really good I actually share quite a few of them with the uh, with the Facebook group um, but they really do uh, seem to like kind of focus on like spirituality being this whole love and light 
all the time and like especially like within magical workings everything's love and light love and light love and light it's it's not really that sort of way and i do agree with you on the whole concept between the differences between religion and spirituality where you know religion is you are honoring a deity honoring a force a pantheon whatever it is you believe in where spirituality is really like honoring yourself through working on yourself you know and becoming well obviously the aim is to become part of that love and light within yourself but you have to you do it right you really do have to look in that mirror become self-accountable even for things that like you're the only one who knows that you did that sort of thing you know and you have to be you know, come to terms with that within yourself and and really work on being just a better version of you yeah and i think um a lot of people in society kind of like i said like wear the garments of spirituality even if they aren't religious or they, they're, they're kind of anti-religious you know they're not really into the dogmatic way of life or they're more creative in their thinking and i think a lot of these people still utilize like these spiritual symbols and paths and you know the whole concepts of being a crystal or light worker and all these things and they're all great like if that's what you're called to do perfect and i do think they all have their place and i think love and light is the ultimate outcome of true spirituality um after you confront the darkness you know there's like you know, like CG, I mentioned, like, it's not all about love and light. There's two sides of the coin and everything. There's a paradox involving everything in existence. And so a true spirituality, as much as the goal might be to attain, uh, I mean, maybe what we perceive as the characteristics or attributes of God within ourselves, And we can even use religious gods if we're drawn to religion as archetypes to aspire to within us or like to aspire to our higher self or to connect with our actual true conscious, you know, the voice of the, the deep self, um, I can see this as being complete practical tools. The thing is, like, you know, it's just a lot of people forget that in order to ever come to this love and light and all this stuff, you know, and, and like the, the end goal or the gar inner garden of Eden or, or heaven on earth or as Jesus spoke about, like, I think that um, you have to first confront your demons and that if you take on religion or you take on spirituality without confronting your demons, you come, you become possessed by the hypothetical demon or the devil and you start separating yourself from other people and you start viewing other people as the enemy and forgetting that the aspects in other people still reside in yourself if they bother you that much and that without working out those little kinks and those little darknesses there's a little without ironing out those little energetic um wrinkles within your psyche and your soul um i don't think one could ever truly come to this aforementioned love and light that people you know pronounce all all over their or, you know social medias or how they express themselves and for me it's all about just becoming more of a real authentic genuine person in this world and not projecting out these fabricated ideas and love and light is not easy to come to you know like you can aspire to it and you feel it here and there but um you know there's always resistance in the psyche and there's always demons pulling you back you know and um without constantly tending to the inner garden and, and analyzing the weeds and you know um taking taking note of the weather and the forecasts of your inner realm um that that heaven on earth or the inner garden or that love and light definitely will not last long you know right. as that as that is that is a maintenance like it seems like the soul and the spirit and attaining those those levels of being are it's it's, it's a maintenance uh, act until you actually do enough work to where that becomes the norm there's also different types of love and light too like inside of religion religion requires a deity you find love and light within honoring that deity or deities however however you perceive it where spirituality where within spirituality finding love and light really does come from that that self-accountability and like just to like kind of put it into like a layman's term to give you an example you could come home really really angry 
oh, I had an issue, I had a confrontation with this person, this person's an asshole. Part of spirituality would be later to look at yourself and be like, well, how did I participate in that? Like, what did I do in that situation that made me an asshole? Whether, whether you're on the right or wrong side of the argument, if somebody came up to you for no reason and, and did something bad to you and you responded in a negative fashion, you know, you're not wrong for responding that way. But if your true um, aspiration is that love and light situation, you wouldn't respond in a negative way. But we're, we're all human beings. So coming back and looking at that and being like, well, this person did do this to me. I wasn't wrong for what I did. But was it really right what I did, you know, and then just coming to terms with that and just being like, I am a human. I've responded in this fashion and, and maybe I, maybe I don't do that again. Maybe the next time that person comes up to me and goes off at their mouth or whatever it is they're doing, you just look at them and smile and say, okay. Yeah, no, no that's, that's a big part you're talking about there is this very key point you mentioned is like looking at yourself in all aspects. And that's, and that's part of showing quote-unquote spiritual maturity in a certain sense is because like a lot of people if they're if their consciousness is based in their ego or persona you know you typically kind of involve certain certain forms of narcissism that you project those inner demons those inner darknesses or inner wrinkles out into the world or into culture into society or into art or even into the landscape of the world so without confronting yourself or even like like he had like cj had said like if even if you feel yourself to be in the right like always in your always in your alone time, just like always reflecting on certain situations. Like how 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 do I contribute to the situation? Like is there anything I did wrong? Is there any, is there anything that I can do to better the situation in the future? Or, or you know, and just just knowing just knowing having a balanced viewpoint of the entire situation, always involving yourself in the question, um, is is definitely a very very important thing along the path of true spirituality too. So, so yeah, um, I don't know if you want mm -hmm. to get into any type of like personal stories, how we got involved with the whole thing and bring it to like the beginning of our life uh, personally, or you want to go right into, uh, yeah, we can, hit it. we can hit it a little, little personal. You want me to, you want me to go first? Sure. Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, spirituality wasn't really like a real big deal for me until, you know, maybe like my earliest twenties is when I was really started to start looking at it. Um, I feel like that become, that comes with, maturity life experience and maturity you know different things lead you there some of us get there earlier than others but for me i'm pretty sure it was like my early 20s where growing up i didn't grow up in like the best household scenarios um i didn't grow up in the worst you know i made it but like you know not everything not everything in my childhood was exactly uh what it should have been you know um, there was a lot of therapy involved and, uh, when I was probably about 16, I, I fell out of religion entirely. I was raised evangelical Lutheran, fell out of religion entirely, super atheist, you know, and that comes from being angry at God, right? Like, uh, if God could exist, why would he let me go through this? You know, where at this point in my life, I wouldn't know... I don't really know if I would call myself like Christian per se, but I definitely have faith in the Abrahamic God, right? 
So if we look at the teachings of the Abrahamic God, he never promised to give you anything easily, but he always promised to hold your hand through the troubles. Um, and I was atheist for a good long time. Then I kind of moved into an agnostic scenario where I wasn't like, well, the truth really here is, is I don't know if a God exists, but if you could prove it to me, I would definitely be willing to be willing to, uh, believe in it. Then I found, I found metaphysics in high school, esotericism and divination and things like that. And kind of got the ball rolling on the whole, you know, energies of the universe line of thought. And just as I got older, wiser, started looking at myself, um, in a more mature fashion and really started start, like thinking about the things like, you know, what, what am I doing in my life? That's causing my problems. Like, what am I not doing? How am I treating people around me? You know, and like I had a life model for a long time where like I don't treat people badly, I treat them accordingly. And while you kind of going back to what I said previously, while that's not wrong, it's not necessarily right either. You know, and even my current life situation, which I'm not going to go into do too much detail to, but like a lot of people will look at me and be like, I don't know why you put up with that. You know, why why do you act the way you do? You know, that's not what those people deserve. And it's like, I, uh, I have to do what I feel is right. You know, I have, I have to think about more than me. And even though certain things in my life right now aren't exactly what they should be, that doesn't justify being a complete, you know, jackass about it. You know, you can only get pushed so far and you have to make changes and stuff. But like, you know, just being a jerk for the sake of being a jerk never did anybody any good. And that was kind of like a lesson I had to learn because usually like, you know, I left well enough alone, but like if you did something to me, I would respond, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, whatever. I think, uh, uh, like with the whole really getting into spirituality and really doing all that self work and I had to be like. I don't know, close to 30 when I really embraced that for what it was and really just started to look at myself more um, objectively and the process of self-accountability where a lot of people think of themselves as like, oh, I'm self-accountable. Um, when you really, really start, you know, holding yourself accountable for a lot of things, it's a very, that's very difficult to do. And that really like your ego fights that hard. Uh, until you get used to doing it and you're just like, whoa, maybe I owe this person an apology. Like, yeah, they were wrong for how they approached me or whatever, but like I was wrong for how I responded, you know, but, uh, you know, besides that, um, it really wasn't like an exciting, glamorous, you know, no one waved a magic wand and sprouted a bush of flowers in front of me. Like I didn't have any, like, you know. It was just a very slow, steady path of maturity over time and then thought and meditation and just moving into various things. And then we started doing this show and, you know, beginning actually starting this podcast with you really like it went from 
you know, like a walking pace to a sprinting pace. You know, we started to realize more and more and more things. And here I am today, sort of like on an Abrahamic mystical uh, level, which a lot of people don't understand. I tried to explain it like, well, no, I'm not. I actually had this whole conversation the other day. They were like, well, are you a Jew? And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I, no. I, a lot of their practices and teachings kind of coincide with what I believe in. But no, I'm not a Jew. And like, no, I'm not a Christian. And no, I'm not an, a Muslim. Like, no, like I'm, I'm a mystic. And it's... it's over lots of heads yeah i think that's i think that comes from like a lot of people don't really understand the mystical way of life or like the creative the creative metaphysical archetypal way of looking at reality through the lenses of certain religions you know instead of taking religions at face value like a lot of people do i don't think a lot of people really think abstractly or creatively too often which is that's fine that's our, that's our inclination if you're an artist you might be inclined to be mystical um but like just kind of viewing the analogies within or like seeing what the uh, the the uh, pointers are pointing to in religions, you know, looking between the lines, you know, kind of viewing it artistically and kind of viewing life in, in a certain mosaic type of way to where you extract certain essential wisdoms or meanings and like looking at things differently. Uh, yeah, I think for a lot of people, pe people don't know how to bridge the gap between fundamentalism and maybe even philosophy, a certain degree or creative philosophy. Um, but yeah, no, so I guess, I guess your whole process was more of an organic type of transition, like kind of like a smooth gradient. Instead of like kind of like you, there wasn't like a certain point in your life where you're like, all right, I need to start developing myself right now. I can't handle this anymore or that anymore. More so as a thing of like, it just slowly came into the progression of your life. And then you know, just, it's just kind of where it went. You just kind of stay with it. Yeah. Just, it was more like just being observant, you know, paying attention to my surroundings, the things that would go on in my life and like, really like, man. You know, there would come times where, like, with everything I had, I would, I wished I could find a better job. You know, like, I need more money, man. I really need to find a better job. And just, like, the intensity of that emotion, and then I would start looking for that job. Because, you know, like, you can't just put the energy out there and wait for it to manifest itself. Like, you put the energy out there and you start doing the work, the energy makes things line up. Right? Which is the basis of spell casting, right? Output of energy... Do the work, the energy will line things up rather than you just doing the work and hoping to get lucky. Started noticing that, like, you know, like, wow, like, that really felt manifested. Like, that didn't feel like I got lucky today. That felt like I put it out there. And, and yeah, so just real organic, just paying attention to my surround, like, putting two and two together. Like, man, I, I that was intense, that emotion I was having last night. And now today, like, it's, it's fruit, uh, coming to fruition. And I was like... And just kind of like going forward from there, you know, and, um, you know, and at one point, uh, where I am today, like God presented himself to me, you know, spoke to me directly in a, in a way, not like with words and stuff, but like spoke to me directly in a way. Um, and that kind of, that's kind of how I ended up here, you know, just eyes open, paying attention, taking in things, observing, and then not discounting anything. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to even start that organically because as Josephine McCarthy presents in Quoria and her teachings too involving the, the magical path or just kind of bridging it to that idea, which the magical path, you know, or initiation paths all in a sense are the true spiritual paths too. And there are paths of self-actualization and, um, you know, um, harnessing your own internal forces and not being buffeted by the world and being centered amongst men and knowing how to operate yourself and 
balance yourself out. So they, they do kind of coincide drastically, which is why I'm drawn to initiation paths. But like CJ had said, like analysis and being able to be observant of all the things happening around you as deep as you can and having the care to assemble them all and kind of piece together a puzzle of the fabric of your, of your reality um, is definitely such, such, such an important key um, ability to have or grow or cultivate throughout life. Because I think a lot of people kind of go through life just being buffeted by the storms and forces of external of the external world, whether it be through like their influencers on their phone or advertisements or just a neuro-linguistic program, programming that goes on within so many companies and marketing agencies and billboards and symbols and all these things. So starting to actually be observant is such, such a key uh, part to even, even not even care, if you don't even care about true spirituality, you naturally will do a lot of spiritual work just being, just caring to be observant. So that's a great way that you, that you came to that. Um, my personal story is a little bit different. But um, for me personally, just to fill in some background, like people who have listened in the past have heard this stuff before. But I, I was I was raised in a Catholic home, so I was pretty much brainwashed from birth. But whether it's true or not, it's a whole other thing. So I, I consistently say this for newer listeners: like um, I, I I'm, I'm open mind to everything, but I'm also so I I hold the bar the paradoxical ability in the mind to be extremely open minded. And I have my my firm beliefs, but at the same time, all my beliefs are perforated, and I'm, I also balance out my open my, my extreme open mindedness with extreme skepticism. So so throughout throughout my life, you know, growing up with religion and being brainwashed with that as a young kid, as I see it now, um, with no hope, with no no independent footing of reality, I was entering into. That's what I knew for the longest time. Um, I started to see a lot of inconsistencies uh, and a lot of sufferings I was going through, and a lot of situations I was put in in life as seem, seemingly being unjust or creating a lot of health issues that I didn't understand why we're happening to someone who was trying to live a healthy, happy, harmonic life. Um, and then throughout, you know, when I got to high school, that's, you know, when the whole KP situation came around, the, like the mystical type cult, quote unquote, that uh, somehow got channeled through me. And I, we go into detail with that on the episode Mysteries of KP, which was done recently. But um, yeah, that, that whole thing happened there, which kind of shuttled me out into the mystical lands without me even knowing in a certain sense. And it was kind of like its own little mystery school. And also throughout that time, I was going into the darkness because um, consistent with that time, I was, you know, like I was in like the, the crooks of like the in, injustices of the world and things I'm seeing and how things don't add up and coming from the reality of Catholicism, you know, had that, that reality I lived into coming into my own thought through puberty and you know, high school and being extracted out of the Catholic school life. And uh, it just, things just became very dark and confusing and very alone at the same time. But things were also brewing in the mystical lands too. So I had those two things going on at that time. And then I'd say around, um, and around, like, I, I, and I always had like extreme emotion and even anger issues back in the day. So like I, I, when I was like 15, 16, I started lifting and like working out a lot. But this was like before I was like, self-actualizing or anything like that or consciously self-actualizing so that just became a staple healthy habit that i started doing for a long time and then say around um age 20 21 23 um no i was probably around like not anywhere age like 19 to 21 uh that was like a rock bottom point of my life in terms of um my psyche in terms of how i felt about myself and how I felt about the world. I uh, I hated myself so much to the point where I just you know, I just want I just wanted to die so badly. And um, yeah, that that can resurface here and there, honestly, to this the same day. But it's not nearly at this point at this at this lowest octave that I was at. And um, 
back then it was just so bad it was so rigorous and and i was in this it's this complete dark haze and this dark cloud and that there's no escape from for like the longest time to the point where i kind of hit like a, a psychic rock bottom in terms of self-esteem and and my perception of the world and 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 everything in between and i just knew that there was no other way that i could ever deal with that on its own until unless i attempted to feel like i was better than other people in a sense in my immature state that i was like better or more s substantial than other people or that i put more effort into things than other people kind of kind of like in a sense how goggins started off anyone ever heard of david goggins which has been one of my biggest heroes in general in life he kind of had a similar uh, um start to his his self-actualizing or his personal growth story hitting rock bottom so that's like an often like a huge um cornerstone and people embarking on that whole path of of self-actualization or self-development so i had hit rock bottom and um so what i started doing from there on is i already was working out a lot and doing things like that and playing music so um music's always been a part so i just started adding in everything that i could think of to attempt to better myself or feel better about myself or in, in every area possible that i at least was drawn to so I started like around like 21, 22. I started reading a lot of reading a lot of books, and they weren't at this point. They weren't they weren't mystical or, or occult related or anything like that at the time. There, it was just reading books that I was drawn to, maybe even thought provoking books or books about people that have gone through a lot of things. And um, I, I also started getting heavy into heavily into like changing my diet. Like what was I eating? Like all the negative things I was putting in my body. Like I just tried to start purifying my body in a sense subconsciously by. By eating a lot of healthier foods and eating more protein for working out and trying to better my body's condition and the complexion of my skin and and just trying everything i could do to better myself and feel anything other than just pure defeat and just anything other than just feeling like pure shit about myself from a day-to-day -day basis um just anything um and at the time i was working too and going to college so um th that was like the nebulous beginning of uh the the self-actualization path for me um, probably around 21 to 23, like I had said, or 19 to 21 was the very birth of it. And everything just started like weaving in together and, and kind of propelling me into the path of self-actualization, self-development that I am on now, which I'll go into uh, more detail as to what I think a good structure for people is along that path and how to grow accordingly. And then, you know, from 23, 24, that's when I got into mysticism and I got into the practice of magic and I started writing a lot more, reading a lot more deeper topics and, and all those things. So, um, so that's just like, that's like the intro, at least involving my side of what got me propelled onto the path of self-actualization. And it was, for me, it was at essence, it was an organic process. It was kind of organic and like where it went after that. But the, the main catalyst was just absolutely just hating myself. So for anyone out there who's listening to this, who is at that rock bottom, like you have two choices. And the first choice is to do what I did, or at least try your best to, to find what truly calls to you and, um, and face the resistance of your mind, because the resistance is gonna be the strongest, the strongest of all time in the very beginning when you embark on these things, because your whole life has just been negative or you've been in a negative state for so long. And so, if, if that's the case, the resistance in your mind is, well, resistance is something you're going to be facing throughout your entire life, especially on this path, because your subconscious is always trying to hold you back or to keep you in equilibrium at where you're at. Um, but to face that resistance, just know in the beginning, is extremely hard and it's to be expected, but that's what builds the true willpower, the true drive that you'll need to catapult you forward into the further steps along your journey to that 
when you're so and like the, after you push past the resistance and you build that willpower and you find out the things you like doing and and you consistently do them every single day and we'll go into more detail on these things like i said then it'll it'll you'll you're almost your subconscious will then like equilibrate itself to a new version of yourself so that it's not so much resistance anymore it's more just maintenance and like you don't have to use as much willpower and and achieving like all these newfound things that you're doing now it won't be as hard because your mind's already used to it and you're already feeling the productive fruitful effects of your endeavors so just know it does get easier but resistance will be always there so yeah that's just kind of um the intro to what got me started and a little bit about resistance and um what to look for in that because the unconscious does not like change whatsoever uh, it's just a staple so um but yeah that's just a, an intro for me well it's, uh, it's kind of interesting that like both of us sort of came into it in a way that came from a need to save ourselves from something about ourselves and it's a good way to put you, know, it. you wanted to like save your own life and i'm a firm believer that everybody has a sin like like a main sin and not to like use like a explicitly christian term for Just it like the archetype right like a right. something to iron out like the archetype of salvation like yeah. lies in a lot of people yeah, yeah. And, and and realizing like what your real like your main one is and then really tackling that you you, you find that spirituality comes a lot easier like for instance you know just for transparency purposes, mine was wrath. It was very, very easy to get me angry. It was very, very easy to convince me that a physical altercation was a good plan. And at this point, I haven't been in a fight in 13 years. You know, it's been a long time. <laughs> Maybe I got like three or four good ones left in me. I don't know. Yeah, as, as long as you make them good ones, you know what I mean? Right, getting, as long as it's worth it. <laughs> getting kind of old now. You know, starting things are starting to creak and crack at random. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can hurt myself sleeping wrong. But, uh, you know, it really was just like a need to like really rescue ourselves from ourselves on some level. But like, it, it just it just feels like a, it was a very interesting idea. Yeah, it's a really good way of putting it because like we do have an archetype of sin or like I think it comes with the like the uh, element of being self-conscious or self-aware as a human being. And like we're so aware of ourselves, like, you know, in the story of Adam and Eve that like adam covered up and eve covered up their private parts because they knew they were vulnerable and it's like i think through being vulnerable and knowing that you're not perfect you you come with some type of like psychic crack or imprint of imperfection that if it rests in a certain area like self-esteem you know it really destroys and and uh blockades and like damn certain areas of your life to the point where you're just kind of forced to face with it and, and it seeks some type of salvation which is why salvation is such an archetypal role in my life a lot of writings I have too that are personal and also just a lot of world religions. You see the archetype of salvation that's so common. So I lot of think a lot of people naturally have like an inherent guilt or an inherent invo like a not like uncomfortability with being vulnerable. Very interesting point. Um, along the path of self development, though, um, there's a the, not uh, only to add on to the, the idea of resistance. There's also like sacrifice. And there's so much sacrifice to be made. And this also matures you for the sacrifices of life. And sacrifice is what's going to essentially move you up to the higher octaves of what you could be, what you could possibly be, and where, you, when, where you'll be going in the future. So in the beginning of this type of work, like you, you, you might notice that, and you have to be really, really honest with yourself. This path also entails becoming integral, having integrity, and moving into dignity, having worth. And so I, I think, uh, I think, 
in the beginning, it's really hard for people so much. It's so hard for people, which is why, like, if you're not really at rock bottom in a certain area or you're not really analyzing things a certain way, or you don't really notice the effects things are having in your life. You don't, you won't really be propelled to, 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 to complete action to really start to try to reverse some of these things or make them better or transmute them. So like in the beginning, not only are you faced with the deepest depths of where you're at for a lot of people in terms of change or, you know, like, you know, with CG, it happened organically or, or you're just unconscious of forces affecting your life in a negative way. I think when you first start to wake into these things, um, it, not only do, are you are faced with resistance because your psyche is so used to the grooves of action and then the, the, the moral code you've been operating in your whole life, but on top of it, you, you have to, once you get past the resistance and actually start to make changes, you'll realize if you're real honest with yourself that a lot of people, a lot of situations, a lot of jobs, a lot of actions, a lot of ways of, of your being, and how you structure your day, how you view yourself in the world, and all that stuff is all subject to change because it all comes from you. It all comes from the deepest depths of you. And everything around you in your life orbits around that or is drawn to that or you get locked into that because it, it taps into something that involves the deepest pattern of your spirit. So in the beginning, like when you start to change yourself, you come into problems with, with change because like, you know, not only does the unconscious not want to change itself, but it doesn't want to change its external reality. You know, change is very hard for humans, as we all know. So like in the beginning, like you start to see that certain friendships you have aren't healthy for you. Like maybe you're gonna have to spend less time with one of your best friends that was always there for you, or you're seeing hidden intentions now that they might not even be conscious of that are affecting you in a negative way. And you might have been blaming yourself for it in the past, or you just might not have been privy to it. But you start to see like true intentions of certain people because you're starting to face your own projections and your own intentions, and you're starting to be honest with yourself. So it also locks up a whole, opens up a whole new domain of perceiving the world and all the little meta. Uh, effects and all the little meta intentions going on or cause and effects that are going on behind the scenes of all the, the world of image so you know not, not only does it affect friends but it can affect your career like why are you in the career you're at are you forced to do it is it are you doing it out of a certain type of lack or are, are, are you doing it because it's fulfilling like a void that you had or your ego might get lifted up from it or you're doing it authentically because you're rooted in, in yourself and you already have some level of self-actualization and you're doing it out of the means to be fulfilled or you feel like it's just the right path for you. And if it's not, then oftentimes people don't want to face the sunk cost fallacy of all the time they've put into their life or relationships and want to change that. So that's another area of resistance that you have to kind of really tackle head on. And even things that, you're, that you entertain you throughout your day-to-day -day life, like all the apps you're putting through your mind, all the, all the news you're reading, all the negative information, all that stuff alchemically affects your mind for the negative and yeah it's good to know and be aware of things but you have to balance it out with the positive and know what's really good for you to know and how much to handle at one time and what to leave on the wayside to be picked up by other people who might have a better way to affect it uh certain things involving like habits there's a lot of habits those have to get changed uh your lifestyle your mindset your beliefs um what makes you comfortable and like your former identity so there's just so many things that are in the way of of even attempting to get past the the, the for the the foundation of where you're at in the beginning so these are just some things to be aware of and if people have gone down this path you know like I'm, I'm sure you guys are all aware of this stuff we're just trying to articulate it for the person who can't seem to get their first foot forward or for some reason don't does not understand why they can't and these are just some of the things that i've encountered along my personal path that you really have to confront and really be honest with yourself if you ever want to unshackle yourself from what's holding your spirit down the anchor to your spirit 
so yeah in the beginning uh to recap like i said resistances and sacrifices are like some of the first two steps um on, on the path of true spirituality if you're doing it properly oh yeah yeah absolutely and honestly that really the first part of that really comes to with being able to like clear your mind and and put yourself into a position where you can think about these things um level-headedly and um without your ego interfering being able to identify that your ego is trying to interfere is going to be very important um if you go back to uh episode we did on meditation there's a lot of foundational concepts there we still highly recommend figuring out meditation and getting good at doing that because a lot of these concepts we're talking about today if you're unable to clear your mind and get yourself into that position you're either not going to get anywhere with it because you won't be able to admit anything to yourself or it's just going to tear you apart yeah that's a that's a really good point too is like to even attempt to listen to your deepest depths of who you are and even to get you started on this path properly to realize who you really are and what's really going on like cj said like being able to just sit alone in silence by yourself without the distractions of the world without all the attention seeking apps and all the things trying to capture your attention out the external world but putting all that aside and, and, and putting like intentional time away for you to just sit with yourself no matter if it's in the dark if it's in nature if it's walking on a trail just being with yourself and by yourself and that's like the first step like that's a really good point it's just like because you can't you can't ever you can't ever come to yourself without all the noise of the world because it's a silent tone like like the, the self speaks a silent tone and you have to be comfortable with being alone first in order to ever hear it so that's that's a that's, that's a great point yeah and once once you really pick up on meditation uh really what we've done for the last 40 minutes now is is talking about uh shadow work in in a very descriptive way where you know, once you're able to clear your mind and put yourself into a position where you're mentally ready to begin looking at your, your inner depths and to begin looking at what makes you you, the positive and the negative, you're ready to start doing what's called shadow work. And you have to be careful. You know, you can't just dive in and really look at the very harsh aspects of yourself at first. You need to start small and work your way up. Because the minute you start conducting this sort of thing, your ego is going to start to fight. Because the ego does not want to come to terms with negativity. Uh, possibly admitting that it was wrong. You know, maybe you acted impulsively or something at some point in your life. Shadow work is the coming to terms with the way you've been treated and the way you've treated others or acted in certain scenarios or even have treated yourself you know a lot of us a lot of us treat our own selves extremely poorly and we really need to look at that and be like i cannot do that to myself anymore you know i can't beat myself up like that you know and, and, and it's different for everybody shadow work is it's dangerous but it's essential especially um if you're going into magical practice, you know, a lot of stuff we're talking about here, the self-realization and actualization uh, along that spiritual path is integral to magical practice. Because if you go into a ritual, a ceremony, or even a basic spell, 
and you're looking at something with a certain type of energy, you're trying to manifest something using a certain type of energy, but you're really, really at the back of your mind focused on, I don't know, maybe your boss was a jerk to you that day or whatever. And you got, you got something going on in the back of your mind. You're not able to clear that out. The energy you put into that manifestation may not be the energy you intentionally put there that you know that that energy at the back of your mind that can affect what you're doing so a lot of this stuff is extremely important when you're going to go in and start doing these sort of things and these sort of practices so going down this path of spirituality it's not only going to help you make you a better you or provide understandings of the universe and the energies that surround you but it's also going to help you in more practical ways especially with your magical practices your traditions your initiations it's, it's going to be extremely important, but mind you, it is dangerous and just take it from somebody who really dove into shadow work without having any sort of like guidance or leadership to, to take me through that. Uh, it almost destroyed me on a certain level. Yeah. Shadow work really is, or the shadow itself really is the gateway to heaven in a paradoxical way. And when you embark upon looking at your shadow, which is a term from Carl Jung, and we'll get into him in a, its own episode hopefully pretty soon, um, one of the greats. Um, he uh, he had turned the shadow as, you know, kind of like the repository for all things that are unconscious that you don't like about yourself or even certain things involve the instincts. And <clears throat> it's just a repository for things that you forgot about yourself, don't like to see in yourself or even the instincts too. And and that, that right there is also the gateway towards integrity. And that's the first step. You, know, you can never be integral unless you look at all these things that are holding you back in life. And um, so it also helps to build willpower and it helps to build humility. And these are also so much, so, so very important things all on this path too, because if you don't have those foundation stones or those cornerstones of humility, introspection, willpower, the drive and the courage to face the dark and the courage to get out of certain narcissisms and kind of bring yourself down to earth and be humble and who you are, um, like, which is the first step is the shadow and it's the most uncomfortable part. Um, it, it does get better after that but yeah if you don't have the courage for that then yeah you really can't get anywhere proper and i think that's that's why people never really people will wear certain garments of things and ideas but they'll never they, but they never really do the work because of that that first massive stepping stone um looking at themselves but yeah I, I i do think that uh that's that's an essential thing that people have to do um but uh, I, and all, there's also after that there's there's a way that i think that that's really essential for everyone to look at too, and all aspects, all aspects of themselves. After that, um, and even real quick, like even something like shadow work is is, is seen in other um, avenues of life, like alchemy, like the the, the negredo. I think you pronounce it like that. Phase in alchemy, where it's like that's like kind of in the beginning, where you face the darkness in yourself and you you disintegrate all the things that in your psyche, and eventually to recoagulate them into a higher version of yourself. So you see the same idea and in initiation paths and. In, in, in the individuation process by Carl Jung, and and also just in many other areas of life, it's like, it's like it's like an archetypal theme that seems to weave its way throughout history of humankind who wants to evolve or quicken their spirit. Um, and and I think also the way to quicken your spirit in a more harmonic way is to always grow all aspects of yourself in tandem. So we we're not we're, we're kind of like a multifaceted being that we label under I, and so we have like our mind. Uh, we we have our body and we have our spirit or soul, and I I, I kind of like to grow all those in tandem. So say like 
Because if, if, if you grow only one, you're going to become lopsided and specialize in a certain area, and you're going to forget about the balance or counterweights to kind of uh, to kind of keep the spiral upward um, symmetrical. So in terms of mind, body, soul, I, I do think it's important to, to have some, some type of output input within all three of those areas. And these are just things that I've really benefited from or, or key formations that I've come throughout time and I've written about that I feel are helpful for anybody. Um, so um, for say like for for the mind, it could be like like an out like, and like like I said, it goes in tandem with an output input practice for all three aspects. So like like say like input for mind could be like reading, studying. Um, output could be writing, doing creative writing or journaling. Um, for for body, input could be your diet, your nutrition. What do you put in your body? Like what 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 are you like? What what type of version are you trying to become? Um, and input also works with the output of working out, exercise, hiking, things along those lines. Um, and also, um, say for, for the soul or for the spirit, um, me meditation can become some, can be some type of um, input, some type of passive experience um, where, where you're kind of uh, you're kind of um, assimilating a lot of things about yourself or analyzing things that arise while while you're being distant and passive. And the output could be once more like journaling or or putting those things into practice or altering actions. Um, and you can also do things that affect all three aspects of yourself to where there's not necessarily an output input aspect, but it just affects all three such things could be like walking on trails in nature by yourself. So you're not, you're getting the physical aspect, you're getting the spiritual aspect of being around nature and, and, and you're also getting the mind of reflection. Uh, another excellent practice would be the practice of yoga. Yoga is an excellent mind, body, spirit practice affects all three through the stretching, through the breath work. Uh, through the change in consciousness of the, uh, of the unifying of all three after you're done, which is why yoga is called uh, unity. And so that's just, that's just like something that personally I live by, um, growing mind, body, spirit in tandem through the processes of output input. Because if one only inputs things and doesn't output, I don't think it helps to metabolize or integrate all the lessons and doesn't really help you to propel you forward in growth onto the next level. So I think there's always that input-output balance between all things we do. And the things I mentioned that I do for myself, these are things that I just, I've come to know, I've come to do for for most or half my life. And these, and these are things I try to get to every single day. Or say like if I work out one day or, I'll, you know, like I'll, I'll make sure to read the next. Or when was the last time I wrote something? When was the last time I, I played music? Or, or like when, when was the last time I did something? I, I always try to balance it out. And um, you can even like create like a habit tracker for things that you do throughout your day, like you know, for every, for every day of the week across the top, and then on the side, you can have like your your highest priority of hobby or thing to do in your days, leading all the way down to your lowest priority on the left side from top to bottom, and putting X's um, across that graph, um, depending like on what what days you complete certain things, so you can kind of balance it all out in a certain way. That's a really good way of kind of seeing and even kind of providing a little dopamine drips of achievement throughout your throughout your day because at the end of the day like we're habit we're habit forming creatures and and our brain is kind of set up to where we pay attention to a lot of the negatives just through evolution so we're only, we're typically we're typically like viewing a lot of negative things about ourselves about the world and so it's like even the path of self self actualization is about especially for people who have addictive personalities it's about 
really, and this is what I had to do because I have a really addictive personality. So it went from like all types of drugs and like bad thought processes and what I was eating and all these crazy things back in high school and in my younger years, much different than how I am now. So I had to shift all those negative addictions towards positive addictions. And so instead of getting like the artificial highs from certain things or, you, you know, you know, you're destroying yourself, you know, there's, there's always an element of shame. Like, like, and, and, but once you start like riding the upward spiral, making it symmetrical through mind, body, and soul experiences and output, input integrations, you, uh, you, 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 you start to see the world in a different way. And I actually forgot what I was going to say there. So I'm just going to keep going with this direction. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you 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 start to see the world in a different way, and it really it really catapults you uh, forward. Because man, what was I? I was talking about. I was talking about. It was important too. Like, you were you were talking about uh, forming good habits. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's that's what it was. I completely forgot. So um, yeah, my brain tends to space out here and there. Should but, I keep this in the podcast? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We can yeah, keep we'll in. keep it in. Yeah, it just shows my humanity. All right. <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, so it's all about kind of shifting. Uh, your negative addictions at base root, shifting those to positive addictions, ones that propel you forward, ones that allow you to feel more harmonic, and ones that not only feel good doing them, but the after effects of you accomplishing them or doing it for that day trickle out into the rest of your day. So not only is it like a, a, getting addicted to like little hits of productive highs instead of negative highs, but there's also like the after effect that, sh that bleeds out into the rest of your day and through the rest of your week and kind of inter interweaves into the upper spiral and keeps feeding it and feeding it and feeding it from all angles. So that's kind of a uh, really, really, really important thing too, is just mm -hmm. being aware of the shift of addictions and habits that we're doing. I also think it's very important at this point to point out that all of these different processes that we're talking about and these different things you're going to go through and the things you're going to start to achieve, this is not going to be like a, you know, six weeks to get your abs sort of situation. <laughs> no. You know, no. We're, we're talking not. about a long time. And even if you have small failures, the fact that you see those failures are small successes. Yes. And embracing that, like, hey, you're, you're like, man, you know, I'm really trying to do this, but man, I really screwed up today. And you're like, I screwed up today. I'm able to say I screwed up. To, okay, that's a win. I'm able to see it. Just beginning to able, being able to see it in the beginning is such a huge thing, and just allowing it to go at the pace it's going to go, and and you know set goals for yourself, um, you know uh, hold yourself to a standard, but don't make your expectations insane. Don't think in six months you're going to be like the Buddha or the Dalai Lama or something like, you know, you're not really going to be there. You're you'll you'll start to see it a lot of times. Um, You'll, you'll begin to see it more so after negative situations than positive ones where somebody will do something to you or something bad will happen to you and you'll be like, eh, and you'll like walk away from it and maybe later, so, you know, someone will ask you how your day is going, you'll talk to them about it and they'll be like, man, what did you do? I would have freaked out. And you're like, eh, you know, really not that big of a deal. It is what it is, you know? And, and, and in that moment you'll realize like, whoa, like... I'm really starting to, you know, kind of like let things go. I'm really starting to put an emphasis on the things that are important. I'm starting to not let outside influence have power over my ego, over my emotions. And that's what it is. 
you know, we're all going to get angry at stuff. Like you're not ever going to be able to stop that entirely for the most part. But every time you allow something to infuriate you or even, even bring you over, over amounts of joy, you're granting power to that thing to control you on a level. And the whole point of this is having as much self-control as possible. You know, and, and at the end of the day, sometimes it's not even even control over yourself. When you're really reaching that end of spirituality, you know, it just does it. You know, the things that are important stick out to you. The things that aren't important, you just kind of let go. Good things happen. You feel grateful, you know, but you're not necessarily bragging about them. I've really started to notice for myself, you know, that I was really beginning to get there. When the day came that I realized I wasn't posting about my life on social media anymore. I go on Facebook. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a Facebook. I check in on my friends, tell people happy birthday. But, like, I post memes and stuff that I think are funny. Or, like, I'll see, like, spiritual ones that, like, coincide with the way I feel. And I'll post that. Or, you know, once in a while I'll go somewhere. You know, and, like, I'll have, like, this fantastic time. And I'll be like, hey, if you guys have not been here, this is a spot you need to check out. This is great. This is a lot of fun. Or... Maybe I'll find a product I really like and like, I'll be like, Hey, I got this recently. You know, this is what, you know, this is what I like about it. Maybe some of you, but like, I don't, I haven't posted about my personal life and it's gotta be at least two years at this point. I just, I don't feel a need to go on there and try to validate myself through others, you know? Yeah. It's also probably like you realize like the time could be spent productively elsewhere. Um, in certain sense, maybe not. Maybe I, uh, I never really gave that kind of thought to it. I just, it just sort of naturally happened. I just stopped, you know, it was more like, I, I never, I didn't really feel a need to like put my wins in other people's faces and I didn't feel a need to vent my losses on them either. You know, I, I I just stopped feeling a need to take up emotional space inside of other people. And, you know, when, when you, when you kind of get that way with it, you're really starting to realize like, you know, I'm really becoming an internalized spiritual individual where, you know, I'm, I'm conquering me and I'm dealing with my negativities and I'm dealing with my positives and, you know, I'm really just kind of like getting through life and I'm not impressing myself on other people uh, outside of appropriate situations. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I talk to my girl every single day. How's your day? How, what happened? Anything good? Anything bad? Vent to me. You know, if you got something you need to get off your chest, let it go. You know, I do the same thing to her. Like, you know, if something's really bugging me, I'll talk to her about it, you know, but that was like an appropriate scenario. You know what I mean? Letting the whole world know about your personal life. You know, even if uh, even if you don't want to admit it to yourself, that's what we're talking about here. It's like internalizing, looking within, and seeing. Like, a lot of times when you're posting personal stuff on social media, you're validating yourself through other people. You're validating yourself through a whole lot of people who don't give a damn about you on that level. You got people on here with 5,000 friends. You do not have 5,000 friends. Calm down. You know what I mean? Most of us are lucky if we if we can count, you know, people we can call like true friends on two hands. Most of us can count them on one. 
Yeah, no, pro pro progressive self-awareness is extremely important and it accumulates a lot on the path, like you had mentioned too. And another key point too is um, never forgetting where you came from. That's why journaling and reflecting and you know the the the, the ability of analyzing goes and self-observing goes into play here because oftentimes we, we especially in the beginning stages when you're first starting your first year or first couple months um trying to better yourself in any area you know that you encounter the resistances you encounter the sacrifice aspect you you're kind of entering new domains new realms new realities and if if you're not if you're not aware and you you you, you encounter what you call a failure or you you repress back to a, a earlier version of yourself and or, or you get triggered by something and you do something out of a character of your ideal that you want to become you know like you you, you can kind of get demotivated sometimes and you can kind of get knocked back to like oh you know what, what, what am i doing or like I, I have all this work and this is where i'm at or or i should be here by now or this by now you know like I, i've been doing these things for like oh more than half my life at this point and i fall victim to all types of things all the time like you're never going to be finished you're never going to be final you're never going to be perfect we're human and that's why it's important to have the archetypes of God or the saviors or the prophets or or even a human being on this planet that you look up to. It's all, you know, we, we naturally look up to something. We naturally have our gods. So it's just always important to always reflect on yourself and, and give yourself credit for all the for all the good things that you've been able to turn around or all the things you've been able to accomplish or all the productive things that you've introduced into your life or all the things that you've created. Because at the end of the day, you know, like, well, all, all you have is time. Time is like the most important commodity amongst men and a lot of people waste their time on, on fruitless things and a lot of people waste their time on things that damage them or bring them down and the world down and ultimately once you realize that time is everything and time is the most precious thing you have and, and you're on this path like you never want to waste your time on anything destructive anything pointless anything that isn't going to better yourself or those around you and it just becomes a way of interacting with life so that all the fruits of life utilized in the best way possible so that no matter what happens to you bad things in the health bad things in jobs bad things in general that you know that you've done everything that you could to use your time to the best of your ability and i think that's what at the end of the day gives one pure fulfillment gives one that internal feeling of fulfillment at least it has for me and i'm not a happy person whatsoever outside of this podcast you know there's it's i go through a lot in terms of the mind and like i said it's it's a it's a never-ending process of self-actualization and uh, finding heaven on earth and things like that at least internally but it's just you know like it's, it's it's a process of just never forgetting where you came from and and i've done i know i've personally done everything with my time even when i was playing video games i was making videos even in my darkest times i was reading and writing exercising and even even now when i'm not doing like uh, like mentally i haven't really been the best recently so but it doesn't matter because i know that in the in the background in the foreground of my life that like i've known that uh i've used all my time as productively and wisely as i could in all three of those areas with output and input and that makes me feel fulfilled no matter what even the times when i think i was going to make it i was I, I came to accept that regardless of my highly ambitious drive in the creative areas because i just knew that i did everything i could that a lot of people go to their graves with regret um, knowing they never tried or they never executed an inner urge or they never encountered the inner daemon or their inner, inner genius as the as they would say back in the greek times or and even in this process of self-actualization you do encounter your inner daemon as i call it or not as i call it but as i like to call it out of all the labels out there and like i said that's like a greek term for like your inner genius your, your inner spirit that guided you and that was the one that guided socrates to his death after giving him all the wisdom and that's a whole thing on its own but you do come into your inner genius and that starts to guide you that starts to direct you and instead of things outside of you directing you guiding you 
Um, and even when things try to, when they offer you certain ideas, you take the fruits of it and you leave the rest. Because your genius, it becomes your, your, your mental spirit of discernment and wisdom. And you can only cultivate that through traversing the inner worlds and the inner realms and inner patterns of all of your psyche and facing yourself and going down the infinite deep well of the self. So yeah, it's just, it's very important to just know where you came from and, and never forget all the, the positive changes and things that you've done on the path because that the, those little achievements and those new habits and those new ways of life are, are, are the things that are going to keep you progressing forward. So yeah, just never forget. Very important. Yeah. And I mean, really, I feel like a lot of what we've talked about today, it comes down to like when, when you become aware of yourself and you begin moving down that path of spirituality uh, and making yourself a better person, at the end of the day, you'll start realizing and like being able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm self-accountable. I'm self-validating. I'm good to other people for the sake of being good to other people, even when they're not necessarily good to me. You know, I, I was good to them because it was the right thing to do. Which can really be hard. I know. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes being good. And, and like, I don't, when I say being good, I don't necessarily mean like you're going out of way or do them favors or anything like that. But like, you know, you're not reacting to them in a negative fashion. You know, you're, you're kind of letting them be them. And even if they're not treating you the best, you're still not, you know, giving them that that power over you to, you know, so you, you know you're good to other people. Um, I'm not saying you have to go out there and give all your money away to charity or whatever you're doing, but like you're, yeah, you're, definitely don't do that. Um, you know, you're becoming just very aware, and you're clear headed. Uh, you'll actually, and you'll be able to notice, like you'll be in a situation, you'll feel your ego start coming to me, like no, you can you can calm down. You know, I don't, I don't need you right now. I got this, you know, I'll start giving you like a little more emotional control over yourself and, you know, and it takes a long time, a long time, but you'll just start noticing these little things that I'm telling you right now. The very first thing you notice is you'll be like, I failed today. And you'll come back and be like, well, I realized I failed today. And realizing that is the win. I'm just going to reiterate that. I know I already said it, but. Yeah, yeah. even I was going to say, too, like, yeah, I know we talked about self-control being kind of like an end goal or what one aspires to is being a massive facet of, of being self-actualized or being on the path of self-actualization. But that's kind of like the end goal professionistic idea of a certain aspect of it. Like, self-awareness is the precursor to self-control. And at the very end of the day, the more self-aware you are, the better. And that, that comes just through throughout that path of being self-actual or the self self-development and all that stuff. And and if like at the very at the very least, no matter if you have control over your negative aspects or not, the very the, the, the best thing that that you can do for yourself and humanity to have from you is the fact that you're self-aware of your failure, of, that you're aware of your failures and you know where they come from and you know your triggers and you know their roots and you know what you could do possibly better next time in the hypothetical situation and just being aware and, and also having the two dual aspects of, you know, God, I guess you can say within you and your mind um, shining down on you while through the process because you can really tap into a lot of like unhealed shame, a lot of things about yourself or like I should be here but I'm not, like I should... Like, no, like, shame is, is a, a, a real big running theme in a lot of people, and me especially, too, I understand. And and that can really bring you down. So when you when you, when you you are self-aware of your failures, quote-unquote, or you're just self-aware in general, and you're not living up to, like, an ideal or where you think you should be or where you were last week, like, this whole thing is a very, it's a very uh, chaotic spiral instead of, like, a linear process. Like, sometimes you're going to zigzag. Sometimes you're going to 
re recede back to an earlier uh, stage, but you're never really receding because you're actually more self-aware of the, uh, you're just at a higher octave, the situation that you were before, but you don't really necessarily see that. Unless you come with those dual aspects of, of God, at least as they would call it in certain traditions of, of judgment and mercy. So like, not, not only is your higher self in you or God or whatever, like judging you a lot in this process, especially if you have toxic shame or CPTSD or wounds from your childhood, you know, but you're also, you also have to cultivate that aspect of mercy with yourself in, in the process of, of attaining more self-awareness. Because if you don't have the mercy to balance out your action and to kind of, to show you like now nah, you're just human or you're, you're just you're just a, a, a little infantile being on earth trying to make the best of the chaos we've been thrusted into you know if you don't have those two dual aspects holding you um at the fulcrum centered and balanced then it can it can go awry in either direction so yeah it's just it's just while being aware it's good to cultivate mercy and know you're doing the best you can and like and like i said that just comes with time and knowing that you're using all your time the best of your ability and not wasting it on fruitless endeavors and and just coming into a whole new version of perceiving yourself in the world around you, you know, and it's, it's, and it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to like, it's, 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 it's never going to like feel like you're in like this whole new thing where everything's fine and there's nothing to work on it. Like I said, like the garden, the inner garden of Eden or the inner garden in your psyche at first has a lot of weeds. And like, even after you take out all of them, if, if you're not constantly keeping up with self-awareness or the practices or even those threads moving upward and balance each other out on the upward spiral of self-actualization then yeah it could just tear you down so it's just a it's a very very important thing to, to keep in mind as well yeah yeah there was there was another thing i wanted to touch on too because uh, i was actually looking at the age ranges of the people that listen to our podcast and uh i think it's like 0.2 percent are like between the ages of like 8 and 16 or something like that and a very large amount of our listeners are between the ages of 22 and 35. And then we actually have a significant, I think it's like 18% of our listeners are over the ages of 60. Um, and I just kind of want to point out here that if this is something you'd like to obtain, uh, and something you'd like to do for yourself, you are never too old or too young to start doing it. I've heard a lot of excuses from people. Like I've just in conversations, people like, you're talking to them and they'd be like, oh, did you react like this? And it's like, no, no. And they'd be like, wow, I would have. And I'm like, well, and they're like, well, I'm old and I'm set in my ways. Or I'm old and this is just how life always was and I'm not going to change. Well, I mean, that's kind of why we start over then when we do die, right? Because yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's bringing it to the metaphysical aspect. Like, this all kind of plays into, like, my perception, many others' perceptions on many paths of life that, like, this work of true spirituality, I see, completely alters the quote-unquote vibration or frequency or whatever you want to call the internal pattern of your spirit because it seems to be a pattern. And like it seems that like I would feel that every action that we do, every intention that we have alters the pattern and frequency and harmony or disharmony of that inborn spirit that you have that would, if it were to disconnect after this birth, I feel like depending on the sum total of all the memories, actions, uh, and causes that you, you did in life alters your frequency so that when you do uh, become detached from this body, you kind of align with the grand circuit board of reality. And it kind of, you're, you're, you kind of align with the frequency that you are with the frequency of, the, uh, of a certain dimension. Uh, it seems to be, you know, like, or at least I, I intuitively feel like that's how it is. So like if anyone even 
partakes in those same type of ideas even relatively like this is kind of like a quickening of your spirit like like initiation paths would be in terms of magic or this is just like a general way to do it for like the just the the, the layman or someone doesn't even care about that stuff and and you'll see it has noticeable effects on like how how you feel every day and and like even just being more humble and even being like understanding your all your negative aspects and confronting it like it's just it's such a better feeling than before when you were kind of bolstered up by like delusions and, and fantasies about how you actually are you know it, it actually brings you back down to earth and balances you out and it really affects every area in your life so so yeah. yeah yeah definitely and and at the end of the day our, our goals are vibrate higher at a higher frequency and you know a lot of people even inside of religion they want to when they pass on go to the next place whether that's heaven or whatever it is they believe in the elysian fields uh uh, uh what am i thinking of i can't remember um purgatory some people believe in purgatory they uh they they reside there until the end times and judgment or whatever and you know or valhalla or or the distant planets if if we're going by the hindu tradition and, and looking at things like the bhagavad gita and you know they believe that you know when you pass on you move to separate planets and the different planets represent different stages and you know when you you could be 70 years old and you could sit down and be like I've never really self-actualized, you know, I've done all this and, you know, I just for lack of a better thing, you have this old person who is racist, right? And that's a pretty hot button topic nowadays. And you ask that person like, Hey, you're 65 years old and you feel this way about these people, not because you ever talked to them, but because of the way they look they're like, well, I'm old and that's how I was raised. And I'm, you know, that's just the generation I come from. That sounds like an excuse for not holding yourself accountable for your, you know, for feeling a way about people you don't even know. Yeah, it's like almost as if like your developmental uh, trajectory has been stunted. It's like you're just you're so stubborn and you're so set in your ways, quote unquote, that like it's just you stopped growing after that. And usually that brings misery because like another thing with the whole this this path or this idea of self actualizing or self development is like it's just growth. It's growth because all things grow. And if you're not growing and you're not growing like harmonically and all the aspects in yourself, I feel like there's there, there, there's some type of internal disease or, mm -hmm. or feeling like you, something's off, even if you don't, even if you feel good, or as even if you don't feel good and you're doing these things, you feel like everything internally is set kind of right in a certain sense. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's very interesting. Yeah. You can also. sit there, you could easily sit there and be like, I've spent the last 55 years hating people for who they are, but not even who they are, what they are. I'm hating people for what they are. And you could literally sit there and tell yourself, well, that's wrong, you know, and I'm going to make an active change in my life. I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing that. Might not be great at stopping doing that at first, but every day I'm going to get a little bit better at it. And that really is that self-accountability, self-actualization. And these things like this, like the idea, the idea at the end of the day of self-actualization is, is to remove those negative aspects by, and you're looking at that point, you're looking directly at your darkness and, and coming to terms with that and being like, being like, well, um, I'm going to forgive myself for behaving that way. I'm not going to pretend like it never happened. I'm going to internalize it. It did happen. I'm going to forgive myself, and I'm going to actively make the choice to make that better. And every day I'm going to get better at it. And then that, that really is like that. That's almost a layman's way of looking at everything we were just talking about. 
Yeah, I was going to say it just real quick is like, at the very least, like someone could view that whole idea and be like, well, what's the point? Like, oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care about that. I don't have time for that. This and that. And I understand that. And if that's the case, that's fine. Like this is for everybody. And maybe it's not even something that needs to be done, but at the very least, um, it's, it's just good for the person themselves. Like if at the very least, and if they don't care about other people or society at large in which self-actualization affects in tandem as well, subsequently, I mean, at the very least, helps the person out who's doing it like first and foremost it just helps their inner state uh, helps their psyche uh, helps their free up some vitality that maybe has, has been repressed because of some of these like disharmonic dams in their psyche or, or, or just ways of thinking so at the very least it just helps the person doing it you know it's it's not even if you like i said if you don't care about people the world you hate the world or hate people all this stuff like well, that's fine. That's that's great. You know, whatever. You know, it, it, but it's this whole thing will all just help you, and it may it may it maybe just maybe will help you shift those negative viewpoints of the whole entire external world, and might free up some vitality and even give you some extra years to your life. So it's just um just something to think about, you know, for everybody. Um, and at the end of the day, like I said, like time is everything, guys. Like you know, right now, if you guys like waste a lot of your time on your phone or apps or you're not doing anything with your spare time from work you're not trying to grow things like the number one thing that people go to grave with if anything is regret and that is the number one thing you do not want to experience in your later life and i will suck you dry and it will completely destroy your soul into a black hole until you die if you don't use your time properly and it's never too late to start it's never too learn it's never too late to, to try because at least at the end of your life at least you knew you tried and that's the only way to, to any type of fulfillment even if you didn't succeed in something uh, trying is, is definitely better than never trying and failing is better than never trying at all as cliche as it is so yeah it's just um it's just something to think about guys like time is everything and i'm very passionate about this subject because it's one of the things that's helped save my soul even though i'm not i'm not happy all the time and i'm not at peace all the time and like it, it could have been much worse so i might not even be here had i never embarked on this path there's just a lot of great logical ends that i'll, I'll bring up before we finish this up then yeah there's only one other thing that i wanted to talk about and that was um, when you're going through this, you're going to come across thoughts about other people. Other people are a significant part of our lives. We deal with other people every single day and they affect our lives in different manners. There are going to be people in your life who you've had negative interactions with, the completely toxic individuals who have zero self-accountability at all. You know, they're not willing to look at a situation. They expect apologies from you, but not willing to issue any themselves. It's important to forgive those people in your life. You don't want to pull up at a gas station and see somebody and have negative thoughts because that's going to ruin how many hours of your day after that. I mean, I saw this motherfucker and blah, 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 blah. Where you could pull up at the gas station, see that individual and be like, maybe even just wave and smile, you know, and, and, and let it go. Uh, that doesn't mean you need to allow those people into your life. You can forgive people. And move on from the situation and move on from that person and not harbor those negative emotions about that person while also not giving them access to you. And that could be a very important aspect to this as well. Uh, part of self-actualization and, and realization is removing as much negativity from you as possible. And if you have a person in your life who, and Mike, you kind of touched on this right at the beginning of the episode when you brought up about friendships and whatnot. And that's any relationship. This could be a friend, a sibling, a, a parent, a lover, anybody. You know, when you have these negative associations with that person, forgive them, let it all go, 
Don't sit there and dwell on it. And there are going to be certain things certain people may have done to you in your life that you just cannot stop dwelling on. We've all had that. Somebody did something to us, and we will never forget that they did that thing to us. And maybe at some point we won't be able to let that go. But it is important that as much as we can to forgive those individuals, even if that means never granting them access to our lives. And you don't have to be their friend. You don't have to be their brother. You don't have to be their lover. You don't even have to be a son or daughter if you don't want to. If you if you have a toxic parent that you cannot deal with, it is okay to never talk to that person again. But it is paramount that within your mind you forgive that person. You don't allow them to take up that negative space because it's going to cloud your journey. Yeah, that's really important. Like that's that's another thing that comes from this path too is learning forgiveness. Because wrapping it up to the beginning, like shadow work. Like what, like, or like looking at the dark aspects of yourself in the beginning of this, or like things that you're not doing or admitting to, like doing that with yourself helps you to have more compassion and mercy towards others. Like when, when you see those things in other people. And so instead of projecting out, we're like, oh, they're always the problem, which yeah, they might be in those cases. Like at least know that you had that in you too, or that you battle with those same things too, no matter if you have better control of it than they do or not. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, really important thing that wraps, that, that, that gets amplified by shadow work is the ability to forgive, like the easier ability to forgive other people in their darkest of times too, or especially if they're, if they, especially if they're offering sorrow too. But at the end of the day, like it's not, forgiveness isn't first and foremost about the other person. It's about yourself. And it's, it's about the, the world at large too, because the, the more resentment that we carry in the collective, you know, the more that, the, the more disharmony we'll find in culture and the more dis misdirected it'll, it'll be. But if you find forgiveness in your heart toward a person, it can only help iron out some of those disharmonic ripples in your psyche as well and in your spirit. And it's, it's, it's like I said, at the end of the day, it's, it's for you. Like, you know, like, and, and it could be for the other person too if you find it in your heart to be for them too. But at the end of the day, first and foremost for yourself, and secondly, it ripples out into everything you do subsequently. Um, but, you know, for, for me, I guess the final say I have on um, self-actualization is and 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 all the fruits of it and what's the point of it i guess at the end of the day i have like a little list here of some of some things that that, that like the end result from this path which there's no there's no never end result but you move closer toward these things in higher octaves like i said it's always an upward spiral so some things i have here are um the purpose of doing these things is to help people get inspired if you're not doing it or you're like you know you see you hear all this work or it's it, it is a lifestyle but it's one i think that is one of the only aspects of life worth um, worth worth going for, or worth trying, or worth living if you have the capability and if you have the means, and if you're not in survival mode because self-actualization cannot be undergone by every, everybody to a serious extent. Like some people can be small, and some people can just be observing themselves, and all this stuff is kind of like a you know kind of like a uh, natural way to alchemize those things in yourself or. Like just alchemy in general this is like psychological alchemy and transforming yourself and sub subsequently the world you're in so some of the so some of the motivators for people is 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 growth like growth is a very important thing that all things need to do to ever feel fulfilled or even attempt to find happiness more often in their lives so there's growth there's 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 finding dignity finding worth in yourself there's knowing yourself which is a very important thing in life there's knowing your path which a lot of people don't realize is kind of buffeted and kind of um, tattered by certain unconscious forces or things pulling them along the way they weren't conscious of, or even for like more nefarious means or to fill a certain void. Um, fulfillment in general, being more integral as a human being, which we talked about, reducing like unnecessary suffering 
and it also gives the suffering of your life meaning. Um, becoming individuated in the end, and becoming individual and extracting yourself from the collective consciousness of humanity or the hive mind, or you know, just just the the super ego society. Um, you have better relationships once you learn to sacrifice those things that aren't good for you, the ones that aren't good for you, or the ones that are holding you back, or spend less time with them. Yeah, you, you, um, and also, if one believes in, um the whole idea of reincarnation or, you know, you aligning with where you're going. That's a massive thing there too, is the divine circuit board and like where your spirit aligns with after this, because, because I think this whole process would, would in theory alter, like I said, the, the, the frequency and the pattern of your spirit so that in your next life, if there is one, like I said, always skeptical, but I do believe that. And so that in your next one, um, that you align with the, like a, a better dimension it's not as dense, with more ability and less suffering, and 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 more room for a, for a higher octave of growth to, to continue onward. Um, and lastly, in, in the immediate vicinity, um, the goal is, with all this stuff will be to find some type of heaven on earth, as God would talk about. The kingdom of heaven lies within you, and I think the only way to attempt that kingdom of heaven, at least within you, let alone on earth, because if more people attempted to cultivate that inner kingdom of God within themselves and tend to the weeds, and make sure the sun is shining down, and the plants are growing in the inner garden. I do think eventually if more people would do that, and we get ourselves to a higher stage of evolution here, and use the best time that we can, and come together as a whole, and be more honest with ourselves, then only then can we cultivate a heaven on earth, that, that mystical terrain, that new Jerusalem, all those, all those archetypal uh, names for that, that, that last highest octave that can be experienced in the physical plane. And that's like the uniting of heaven and earth. But it takes it takes serious courage, it takes integrity, and it takes being an upstanding individual ready for that transformation and ready to face himself in a mirror to ever attempt to put a water, uh, put put a drop of water in the ocean of that being a realization. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the final thing that I have on it. It's very uh it's it's very passionate about this topic. So um if anyone has any questions about it or they're they're hung up on things or Maybe I can relate to you. Maybe I can offer you some personal words and never hesitate to reach out to me personally. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to say about that before I go finish that one out. No, I, I really feel like uh, everything that we've covered today, we've really, you know, hit it on the head as far as we can inside of an hour and a half, you know, without really giving people too much to think about. Yeah, you know, maybe this is a topic we can come back to, and you know, there's a, there's several topics we still have to do, like holy geometry part two, and and things like that. So this is a topic we could revisit in the future, and maybe talk about it in a more complex, more in depth way. Even though a lot of the stuff and aspects we've discussed today are are complex in themselves, but maybe six months down the line we can come back and revisit it. Maybe some of our listeners will have some stories for us, like, hey, you know, in the six month time since I've listened to that episode and I, I started looking at myself. I've noticed that like I've become a little bit happier. I'm able to see some things. I'm able to make some changes in my life for the positive, you know, maybe then, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be great. Is it? Yeah. That'd be awesome. And like, cause like, like you said, like there's a lot of topics that we can always do part twos for and more elaboration on through time and just through self-awareness, like things are always changing. You always find more details more more complexities, more things to add to the mosaic of the idea 
to formulate it into like a higher understanding of it. And, you know, these things always change and there's always things to be added and there's more, there's always new understandings to be had. So, but for now that's, that's the best I had in terms of outlining the path and why it's important and why I'm so passionate about it and how it's helped to provide me some form of salvation in a world that couldn't provide me that anywhere else. So I figure, you know, for, I know there's a lot of people out there going through a lot of mental health issues, as I understand, I go through them all the time, or they're just hopeless. But, you know, once, once you're actually actively trying to work on yourself holistically, I, I think a lot of that stuff becomes so much easier to bear and tolerate. And you, you become better, and the world becomes better in the process. So, yeah. So yeah. But like I said, once more, if, if anyone ever wants to reach out to me to talk about these specific things, my Instagram is the.omniscient.void. Um, and I, I also, I also do the, I should be doing more with it, <laughs> but time scarce, but there's also the, uh, mystery stone podcast, Instagram at mystery.stone.podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Twitter at mystery stone pod. That's, it's actually my Twitter, but I, I use the mystery stone handle. Cause honestly, that's the only thing I ever talk about on there. I'm not on super often. Uh, but if someone sends me a message, a DM, whatever, I will get a notification. I will reply, you know, provided I'm not like driving or something. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to reach out to us via email, uh, we are working at getting better at, at checking that more frequently. It's mystery.stone.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, next episode, we're going to be delving into uh, a little bit more of magic. It's been something that's been requested repeatedly since we've started season two over again. We've done a lot of spiritual, uh, a lot of, you know, internal uh inner workings and, and things like that and stuff and I know a lot of people are kind of like hey, this has been a lot of philosophy this season so far and it's true but uh, everything that we're doing right now really does help you along your magical path but we're going to explore some uh more magical things on the next episode um maybe even have a couple little tutorials or maybe some demonstrations and we're going to move into that and then we have a few things planned uh, for episodes after that. And we're actually hoping to be getting some pretty cool guests to come on and, and chat. So you have all that to look forward to. Um, but yeah, uh, and you know, at the end of the day and feel free to join our Facebook group as well. And you know, if you have time, like we said, to start of the episode, five star rating and review, you know, it's free. doesn't you cost you nothing. <laughs> right. We do appreciate it. And it, or whatever you feel and it, and it helps, it helps the podcast grow. Uh, it gives us our much needed dopamine hits because we're people too. <laughs> helps helps our depression out, <laughs> right? Oh, they like us. We're gonna validate through that and you know completely negate everything I said about social media before. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we appreciate it absolutely. Uh, and besides that, you know, I think uh, that's gonna be it for this episode. And just, once again, it's nice talking to you all. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, blessed be. All right, take care, guys.